0: briefly to Nehemiah, the fourth chapter, to the sixth verse. Nehemiah, the fourth chapter, the sixth verse. And I'm going to pull off of some of the things that Alyssa said today. While I was in the car and I was, and I was watching the, the broadcast that Zephyrin had on, Alyssa said some things that sparked me. That's right. You never know where the, the, the inspiration is going to come from. God uses people, and they don't have to have a collar. Amen. God uses people. They don't really necessarily have to have a collar. Come and get my phone. I, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Amen. Come on. Don't be scared. Thank you, Zeph. It is important for us to realize, and I spoke at the convocation, that which I've been speaking here, about working. About working. We have an opportunity, an opportunity right now to change the course of our purpose in the kingdom. From just being bumps on the log to being someone that's very important and key to the forward progression of church his, church history that we're gonna make and our own personal destinies amen. Amen. amen there's no one in this place that should should be satisfied with just being a number in a group amen. Amen. you've got to re- remember and realize that you have been called to be more than just a number yes, Lord. am I talking to anybody here yes. I'm not go- I'm not gonna pump you if you don't have an amen in you I'm just gonna keep on going I'm gonna deal with a few people that catch it in the spirit amen you have gone through too much just to be a marginalized number you've gone through too much you've gone through and endured so much just to be one of many there's a divine purpose for you going through what you went through there's a divine reason why you didn't buckle and you didn't break There is a divine purpose behind your tenacity to stand up through all of the vicissitudes, deal with every blow, and then start to hit back and decide that you're going to take authority and not let life just take control over you. Am I talking to anybody here? After a while, you get tired of getting beat up by life to the point where you put your gloves on and you realize that I'm going to beat something back. I'm going to take control of this thing and I'm gonna live according to how God has purposed for me to live without apology and the resistance that comes against me has got to deal with my faith got to deal with the power of my will and my faith the problems that I deal with are gonna have to handle my tenacity and my endurance and my belief that will cause every pitfall and every problem and every wall to fall and be disappointed I'm I'm looking to disappoint some demons I'm looking to make Satan scratch his head and wonder why it didn't work this time. I'm looking for my enemies to sit back and say, hey, truly the Lord has been good to him. I'm looking for these things that held me bound to be broken and for me to walk in liberty and freedom and do the work of the kingdom and to see my life prosper. Anybody? There's gotta come a time, there has to come a time. Where you get to the place of reality and you come to realize, I have a significance in the kingdom. And if I don't join in the work, I keep back what God put in me for other people. Because God doesn't empower you and gift you. He doesn't give you an infusion. He doesn't give you an impartation for you to sit back and boast about what you got in you, but not flowing out of you. What what you've got in you, if if it's not flowing out of you, it's stagnant, it putrefies, and it does no one any good. Nothing over here. Okay, we'll we'll keep on going. If you don't get what God put in you to work, it will putrefy Mm -hmm. it'll go bad ain't nothing worse than clean water that sits too long and starts to develop larvae and starts to develop mold and amen scum on top of it what was once good now becomes detrimental what was once beneficial now becomes hazardous because it wasn't circulating So what God put in you becomes detrimental because you haven't allowed it to circulate. You've sat back and made it a limpid pool that does nothing, and that makes it a problem for your progress. A lot of us are blaming life, but the problem is a lot of the blame belongs to us. You, you need to tell the truth. We, we curse ourselves. I don't think I got to spend all this time in the church. I'm still saved. And every time you say that, you push further in the back. While some willing worker stands in front of you. (laughs) The more you keep thinking like that, somebody else takes your place. Because God will never be left without a remnant, ever. And if you don't want to do it, he'll use somebody else remember what Jesus said he said if these hold their peace if the ones I gave this to hold their peace and don't want to work I'll speak to the stones and the stones will start to cry out in their place the stones will say what they were supposed to say. The stones will rise up and do what they were supposed to do. And while you sit back resting on your laurels, talking about I'm so anointed, your anointing grows stagnant. I don't hear you over here because the work you are anointed for the work. You're not anointed as a badge to to qualify you. I'm anointed. That's not a badge of qualification. That is a a call to service. If you are anointed, you are called to serve God and people. And for for those super anointed people, it leaves you at a point where you cannot conveniently do this. That anointing gives you a sense of responsibility where you must do this because he's not anointing you to sit down. He's anointing you to serve. And him being the master, him being the master and we being the servants means that he can call on us at any time. And we can never say, I'm too tired. I Listen, flying on that plane, I was tired. Going to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning, having to get up at four o'clock, I was tired. After doing three services every day from Monday through Friday, I was tired. After preaching two services during the week, I was tired. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. After doing a concert last night in Atlanta, I was tired. But because of the anointing, I have an obligation to do the work of the kingdom. Do I have anybody anointed here? Do I have anybody anointed here? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It's it's a part of the servitude. And if everybody had that same mind, we would have so much productivity. We would see God do some great things in this little small box of a church. We would see some things burgeon here that would cause the community to change. Amen. 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 The Bible says in the book of Nehemiah, oh God, help me. Nehemiah, the fourth chapter, the sixth verse, you know the scripture, but you don't do the scripture. He <laughs> said, so built we the wall. And all the wall was joined together to the half thereof why because the people had a mind a mind somebody said, a mind people had a mind you can have a gift to work but not have the mind you can have the ability to work but not have the will but the people all the people that were on the job had a mind to work now you stop right there the people had a mind, a willingness, a readiness, a conviction, a convincing to work. They worked in harmony, they worked in unity, and they built that wall. Now let me tell you, they did not build it without resistance. They did not build it without contention. For there were people that were standing on the periphery, that were watching and looking for it to fall. They were, they were embarrassed and they were angry by the tenacity and the unity that the people had that were working. Everybody's not in the, not in the work. Everybody doesn't want you to go forward because it makes them look like they're not doing anything. So they want to discredit the work They want to discredit the work so they can look good. Ever get around somebody who's supposed to be a team player? Supposed to be a team player? Hallelujah. And you hear their mumblings and grumblings against the very team that they're playing with? Glory to God. You're gonna have a Tobias and you're gonna have a Sam Ballard and they're going to sit back and criticize those that work in hopes to cause you to lose zeal wanting you to give up and join their do nothing crowd but when you got a mind work, you shut down everything that speaks against the work, you shut down everybody that resists the work you link arms with those who are in the work and you all do the work do I have anybody who's linked arms with somebody and you're doing the work of the kingdom if that you jump up and scream yes 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 We are in the work together. Give me 15 more minutes. We are in the work together. Alyssa said this. She said, your participation is needed for your miracle. We're sitting back waiting for miracles to just happen. But miracles happen as you go. Ten lepers come to Jesus looking for a miracle. Ten lepers come to Jesus looking for a healing. And Jesus says the healing is only going to come as you go. Go and show yourself to the priest. And every step they took all of their flesh deteriorating and all of the the, the ravagings of leprosy. They believed the word and they did the work. They made their motions based on the word and the command of God to go show yourself to the priest. With every step they took, their flesh started to regenerate. I don't hear anybody. Till by the time they got to the priest, they were totally healed of the leprosy. You gotta, you gotta participate in your own miracle. I don't hear you here. You want somebody to lay hands on you and it happened like magic. We're not dealing in a magic show. We're dealing in faith. Oh, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. We're not dealing with just a touch of a hand, and all of a sudden, ipso facto abracadabra. No, your faith has got to be attached. And your faith without works is dead. You've got to believe and do. I believe and do. Your participation is needed in your miracle. Your participation is needed in your healing. Your participation is needed for your breakthrough. Hallelujah. Your participation is needed for evangelism. Your participation is needed for your ministry. Your participation is needed. Amen. Don't sit back judging from the sidelines. Get into the battle. Don't sit back with a with a, with a critique and a, and a criticism. Understand that this work is harder than your criticism knows. It's easy to criticize when you're not doing the work. The Jules, they gotta help me. It's easy to sit back and fold your arms across your legs and talk about, oh, that's a mess. Oh, that's a shame. Look at them. They don't know what they're doing. It's easy to do that hallelujah, when it's not about you. And the work can never be accomplished or finished because the people are divided. Only because we have allowed the voices of naysayers to dull us, whether human naysayers or demonic naysayers, we have allowed it to dull us. Amen. And so some real qualified called people are sitting on do nothing. And some real called of God and chosen vessels have marginalized themselves for their own convenience. Some people who God has put his hand on, they've allowed their ego to get bigger than the call. And these are the denigrative problems that we have in the church. People called and chosen and saying, no, only when I'm ready. People who God lays his hands on who allowed their head to get big. When they were small in their own eyes, God used them. But the more the people called their name and clapped their hands, the more it's about them and their performance. You can't perform for God. this ain't a show it ain't an act you can rehearse all you want to and you can do a good presentation but you can't get that anointing by your rehearsal amen you can get you can, can fine tune it and you can get all the different kinks out of it but that anointing is needed in order to make that word come alive in order to make that work come alive Am I talking to anybody here? If it convicts you, good. If it convicts you, that's... I'm not whooping no clothes. Words of the old, old old parents. I ain't whooping no clothes. Go take them clothes off. I bought them clothes. Amen. It's time for us to become real with this thing. Some of us just deal starkly, look directly in the face of the reality of this. There's so much that needs to be done. But we can't even obey here at the church. We, We can't even obey here at the church. Amen. We can't even obey with parking. Online, excuse me, I'm home right now. We can't even obey with parking. Go up right down Claremont and all the side streets and you'll see cars that are making it to almost impossible for people to get in their driveway because I'm going to church. The owners of the house complaining about it. Look, I'm going to church. I ain't blocking your driveway. And I go down the street and I talk to them during the week. Can you please get your people to just, it's, it's a Sunday. I got family members coming over. Hi. This is for those of you that are parked on those streets. Can't even get you to obey that. Well, Where am I supposed to park? We got satellite parking. I'm not going all the way down there. That's why we can't get things done. Because we want it to be convenient for us. This is a hard service, but I'm stronger than this resistance. It's a strong demon, ain't stronger than me, though. It is imperative that we realize why it is that we have impotency, impotency. Now I'm sitting here with a bunch of people who love God, that love God, but don't know how to really obey. That love God with all their heart, but don't know how to work together. Love God with all of their heart, but haven't learned how to like each other. Some people don't even like me, and I'm the pastor. You got some ministers that don't even like me, and they serving alongside the pastor. I'm just, I'm just taking the blanket off. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not speaking hypothetically. I'm speaking literally. You got some ministers that are working alongside. They want to minister, but they don't like the pastor. Well, then that's going to be a tough road because until God says otherwise, till God says otherwise, there's one pastor. I'm just saying. IJS I'm just saying if you can't work with Nehemiah then the wall can never be built if you're not working with Nehemiah then you're working with Tobias and Sanballat in the same job site amen well I'm going to help the people but I don't agree with him then you need to leave and go where you agree I know I know I know pastor don't tell people to leave no I can't tell them to stay because if they don't belong here then they're depriving themselves of their progress and they're hindering the work at the same time this is hard Jules this is hard Understand this. There's a lot to be accomplished. And that can be accomplished if the people change their minds. If the people change their minds, that can be accomplished. If the people become participants, that can be accomplished. If the people get a sacrificial mindset, that can be accomplished. Amen. You sitting here. I was still sitting there. and I was praying this week for a listen, and I, I, I'm just on my heart. I'm praying this week and to see her up here ministering, knowing that she heavy pregnant, heavy pregnant, and knowing that all the different things that she went through in the pregnancies before—about five different miscarriages of the most heinous type. Amen. And finally, getting a miracle, and having them tell her that that miracle may be compromised, but she still believed. Yeah. Oh, ho, ho, mama! My, my. But she still believed. The doctors told her several different things that would happen, and the baby might not make it, and but she still believed. And she, she's holding her miracle in her arms right now. Right, right, right now. Stand up, listen, stand up, stand up, listen. Stand up, listen, stand up, Alyssa. And she got a miracle in her belly right now. <laughs> because when the first one came out, That opened up the door for the rest of the miracles. Now she could have said, because I've had so many struggles and problems in my pregnancies, I'm not gonna sing no more. I'm gonna wait, because this is very dire and this is very, very, very sensitive. But instead, she's lifting up her hands and glorifying God. because you got to be a participant in your own miracle you got to have a mind to work see that that's not easy that's that's not easy you got to make yourself do it you got to push yourself past your pain you got to push yourself past your comfort and you got to realize that the kingdom has need of me so god you handle my business and i'll handle yours but I'm going to be in this fight. I'm going to do the work and I'm going to love my coworkers. Yeah. I'm trying to get you stop. And I'm going to do the work and I am going to love my coworkers. I am fighting many battles with many people who are in warfare right now. I'm fighting in the warfare with them. Hallelujah. Because if I help them win their war, God will take care of my war. You got to learn how to conjoin together. You don't just take your bat and ball and go when things get rough. You got to stand up under. Mother boy said, stand up under it. You lay hands and you fall out, she said, No, get them up. Stand up under. Lay hands and fall. I said, stand up under. Stand up under this anointing. You don't just give up and you don't just give in and you don't quit. You got to realize that the work must be done. And if I get hurt along the way, then God will have to heal my heart as I get back to work at the kingdom agenda that He called me to. We're not babies, we're not babies, we're not kids. We may hurt each other from time to time, but that's called friendly fire. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Meaning that if a friend hurts you, it's done out of out, out of a lack of a lack of malice and it's a faithful person. Don't under, don't don't underestimate him. Sometimes God wants you to go through these hurts. to prove what you do or do not have. And he don't want you to go through that hurt outside cause they don't have any mercy outside. But he put you to the test and a boot camp right in the same house. A boot camp is not to, it's not to conquer you. A boot camp is to train you. So a sergeant has to get up in your face. A sergeant screams and hollers. Sergeant has to make you get up at the crack of dawn. Sergeant's gotta put a 50 pound backpack on you and tell you to run in the heat of the day. A sergeant has to make sure you do your push-ups. A sergeant has to make sure that you make your bed the right way. A sergeant is not concerned about what you like. A sergeant is preparing you for war. Do I have any ex-military in here? Or present military? You got to understand, it is not to demean you. It is not to humiliate you. It's to prepare you for the work. So you don't get out of line. Worst thing in the world is have a bunch of people working together and everybody doing their own thing. Man, I'm not hearing y'all. Everybody doing their own thing. Well, I don't feel, Well, I prayed about it and the Lord said, and I didn't hear the Lord give me instruction. He gave you instruction through the sergeant. I didn't figure, Pastor James, I didn't figure that would go too far. He gave you instructions through the sergeant. But see, I didn't hear from the general. I didn't hear from the general. He just a sergeant. God didn't tell me that was just, the, that was just a man talking you're not going to win many wars because when your will is dominant the work is put on hold the people had a mind hallelujah Paul said in 1 Corinthians the first chapter he said we got to all speak the same thing we got to be on the same mind the same judgment the enemy keeps throwing these bombs in the church the enemy keeps throwing these bombs in the church because he knows that we're supposed to live by faith and not by feelings and so he figures if I can get their feelings involved then it'll compromise the work of faith are you hearing me And so he throws bombs in to get us in our feelings so that we can slow the work up. And while we're trying to save our feelings, we're putting to jeopardy the work. The Bible said you gotta endure hardness. Like a what? Like a what? He said you got to endure hardness like a good soldier. That means no matter what you tell me to do, I can do it. And no matter how hard the task is, I will accomplish it. Because I've been called for this. I've been called for this. I haven't been drafted. I chose to come. I haven't been made to do it. I willed myself to do it. I bowed my knee wanting Jesus to come in. He didn't twist my arm to be saved. He called me and I heard him and I came. I don't hear anybody here. I wasn't saved under duress. I was saved because I wanted to have the salvation. I wanted to be a part of the kingdom. I wanted Jesus as my savior. I wanted to do the work of evangelism. I wanted to see souls saved like my soul was saved. I want to see my gift used for the benefit of the kingdom's agenda. That's why I do this. And if I get hurt along the way, I get up, brush myself off and keep on going. Somebody got a mind to work. Give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah, I'm going to end here. I'm going to end here. We cannot build anything without cooperation. We cannot build anything in division. We cannot build anything without compliance. There are so many things that God has given me to do And I've cast the vision here, Mustafa. I've cast the vision here. And so many times we agree with the vision, but don't participate. Amen. We agree with the vision, but we don't lend ourselves to it and participate. My brother, my sister, this is not the work for one man to do. Hallelujah. If we're going to build the wall, all of us must be of the same mind. All of us must be of the same judgment. Amen. Amen. It can't be, well, you know, pastor not here, so I ain't going to come. I ain't going to come. No, 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 no. This is our home. This is us. This is our home. If the pastor's not here, God has raised up some great preachers. Amen. Pastor West, Pastor Minister Brett, Elder Wilson. <laughs> We've got some great preachers here. Amen. But when you have a mind to work, you will hear the voices and you're more interested in the word that will help the work than the personality. Are you hearing me? Because the truth of the matter is if they're a minister here in this church, they got to have my spirit. Wait a let minute, let me, let me qualify that because some people said, wait a minute, I thought you said it wasn't all about you. It's not all about me, but that's the system that God has put in place. As he did in the book of Numbers where he took the spirit of Moses and put it on those that had to serve the same people Moses served. Because there can't be different spirits serving the, the, the one crowd. Amen. You can't have different spirits serving the people. They have to be of the same mind and the same judgment. Amen. 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 My brothers and sisters, imagine how much more we could have accomplished and could accomplish if if we all divorce ourselves from our own feelings and get back to work in the kingdom's agenda. Yeah, yeah, I'm not spending all my time in the church. How can you say that? I have to spend all my time in the church. I am the church. Elder <laughs> James, that's like saying, I'm not spending all my time in Donnie. I got other things to do than Donnie, I got a life outside of Donnie. Now, I'd be a schizophrenic crazy man. But we are the church. Online, we are the church, y'all. We're the walking, talking, breathing, living, blood-washed testimony of Jesus Christ's love for us. We are the church. And there's so much that needs to be accomplished. Imagine if the church became one. Like Jesus prayed in John 17, God make them one. Imagine what would happen. The people that we'd be able to house if we all became one. The people we'd be able to feed and clothe if we all became one. The different communities that we'd be able to transform if we all became one. The different buildings we could build that would cause people to be helped if we all became one. Imagine how we could circle the globe if we all became one. Because this is not just a Freeport ministry, this is a global ministry.